Good evening, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, and Cornhusker fans worldwide. This is Todd Wolverton welcoming you to this edition of the Five Heart Podcast. No, Greg hasn't made it yet this evening. Hopefully, he can get in before we finish up. But I am joined once again by the one and only John the Dude Johnston. John. <laughs> What's shaking in Minnesota? I'll bet it's not as cool as Iowa tonight. Oh, my God, why? The Field of Dreams game, 50 miles from where I'm sitting right now. Kevin Costner walked out of the there? corner. Because if it's so I cool, why aren't you there? Because there's less than 8,000 fans. You had to put your name in a lottery and hope that your name got drawn so you can get tickets. That's why I'm not there. It might have been possible if I'd have bought a ticket for the lottery, but of course I didn't do that. But if you've never been to Field of Dreams, it's one of the most magical places. It's better than Disney World. And uh, Kevin Costner walking through the corn tonight, and then the Yankees and the White Sox players, I got choked up. I got goosebumps. Incredible. It puts Iowa on the map once again. And no Nebraska fans want to hear that because this is a Nebraska Five Heart Podcast. I'm a Nebraska fan, so I'm going to defer to you, John. Dig me out of this pro-Iowa hole that I've just dug. What's happening in Minnesota? Well, I was going to, you know, Field of Dreams was a really nice movie. It really did. It, it, I'm just not a Kevin Costner guy. But it, it was a very nice movie about relationships and father and son relationships that I never got to have because my dad died way too young. And thanks a lot, Todd, for bringing that up. <laughs> want to have a catch john we could have it here (laughs) oh god i'm not going there let's move on really quickly before i think about the other things (sighs) what's going on in minnesota well the nfl preseason football has started i'm gonna go to a vikings game on saturday well good for you you're not a vikings fan though no i'm not but i haven't been to you know what i haven't done two things to Two things for a long time. I haven't been to an NFL game in quite a while because I'm I'm not a huge NFL guy. Although last year during the pandemic, my family all got together every Sunday for NFL games because they had them. And it was my kids like the NFL and, you know, whatever. Um, But the other thing I haven't done in a very long time, believe it or not, is actually be a fan at a sporting event. Uh, I have I haven't attended as a fan as a fan at a sporting event for probably four or five years at least, I think. And uh, oh yeah, so my neighbor that said I have good. tickets. You want to go? And I thought, uh, what the hell? Yeah, I, you know, why not? Yeah, who do, I don't even know who they play, and it doesn't matter. It's preseason, but right, it's the Denver Broncos, and uh, I, I I don't know who's you know. I mean, it'll be like. Maybe I'll get to see Nate Stanley play for the Vikings and see if he can throw a pass further down the field in five yards. <laughs> well, Jake Browning, because other players won't get vaccinated, and God knows what's going to happen with all that shit this year. But uh, uh, Well, let's try to avoid that conversation. We could go down a very deep rabbit hole with the start. Of, nope, I'm not going there. Hey, you did mention football. It is football season. John, what's happening with the Nebraska Cornhuskers in fall camp? What are you, uh, what are you hearing? What's, uh, what's shaking this week? There is a fall camp happening. 
<laughs> I, I'll be honest with you. Before you got on the on the rec- Zoom call with me to record the podcast, I thought, you know, this August I will. Fifteen years ago, coronation started, and it's it's been interesting. I mean, it's been a, a long time. Uh, Fifteen years of uh, fun and a lot of frustration with Nebraska football. But I can't think of a time at which I was probably less enthused for fall camp than now. And that the reason for that is, is because it's just, it's the same. You know what I mean? I am excited for football season. I want football season to get here and I know we're very close. And I am excited to see what Scott Frost has planned for Illinois and playing Burt again and and uh, seeing our, our beloved Huskers line up against them damned Illini and crushing them into the ground to make up for that incredibly embarrassing defeat last season. They, uh, their fall camp is just – I'm trying, man, but it's just – we know that we know that we have injuries to Austin Allen and, what is it, Travis Vokaluk, the two, two really good tight ends we have. We know that Thomas Fedone – I want to call him Fedoni because it rhymes with provolone. And I know both of those things are wrong, but I like them. So, uh, yeah, I mean, that's like three really good tight ends down. So we could all poop ourselves over that. But, uh, you know, we, we maybe when we get a two deep announced, if they actually announce a two deep, you know. Well, I, I think you're probably right with that, you know, and um there has, you know, while there are unanswered questions and we've talked about that in previous podcasts, you know, you know, what are the um, position areas that we're concerned about? You know, we know that wide receiver, we know that running back, you know, there's no established uh, starters for sure there, you know, all that kind of stuff. But, you know, one of the things where there is a lack of intrigue is quarterback. And, you know, for the last couple of seasons going into fall camp, there was always that question of quarterback um, that that is not an issue this year. Adrian Martinez is going to be the starting quarterback. He's going to be the quarterback until he gets his body gets pulverized so bad that he can't be out there. Um, but you know, I, I guess there's there's a lot of Nebraska fans that are having a hard time getting hyped up for the season. And you know, the Nebraska program under Scott Frost and and under Mike Riley has has played some of the poorest football. <laughs> that uh, any people have seen in their lifetimes. And, and you know, that's kind of put a wet blanket over enthusiasm a little bit. But, you know, I got to just say, uh, I'm excited. You know, I've never been excited about fall camp. Fall camp is fall camp. You know, it's that, you ha- it seems like it's something you have to endure to get to the start of the season. Um, the reality is, is that we're going to have Nebraska football in a couple of weeks and they're going to go out and they're going to play and, I, as a Nebraska football fan, I'm going to be jacked up. I'm going to be pumped up. I'm still considering on driving over to Champaign to see the game. It's, it's maybe not as likely as, as it has in other years. It's just a four, four or five hour drive for me. Um, I, but uh, I, I don't know. I'm, I'm excited. I think Nebraska is going to be a good football team this year. And this is not Kool-Aid drinking. I'm not a Kool-Aid guy. Um, you know, I'm not, I'm not expecting – 10 and 2, 12 and 0. That's not what I'm saying. But I think Nebraska is going to be a very good football team. They're going to be fun to watch. I think they're, you know, 
at some point, I'm going to make the YouTube video that, that where we have to define what is a good football season, but that's not now. I do agree with you. I think we are going to be a good football team, but this, the fall camp stuff is it's it's tedious right now. I you know I I guess you know you're right about the past the the quarterback being position being. Uh, you know, the part of intrigue, there should be more about the running back position, I think, than, 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 than we're seeing. And I guess I think that we have, we have like 23 guys ready to be a running back. They, it's like, uh, yeah, yeah, they're playing. (laughs) Marquise said he thought uh, he liked Nebraska's offense better than USC was. What do you say about USC had a pretty boy offense? (laughs) And Nebraska yeah. had a had a more of a grind grit offense, and he preferred Nebraska's, which you know, which is kind of a neat statement. But uh, okay, show me. Well, you know, you know and John, I think yeah. also with with the running backs, you know, we haven't seen hardly any of them. You know, so it's it's hard to get enthused about a battle for the number one running back when we really don't know, you know, it's not like we've got a known running back who's coming back after, you know, maybe coming off an injury. And then we've got this high flying kid that, you know, showed some spark last year that might be challenging. So, you know, when it's, when it's unknown like that, it's kind of hard to get pumped up. Um, You know, I I guess another thing, and John, I just to transition here, but still talking about Nebraska football, um, you had an article this morning in, on coordination. And um, I think one of the first comments that was made in the chat was uh, something along the line, I'll paraphrase, I liked your edge throughout the article. And um, when I read the article, you know, this sounded like the John Johnston that I've known for years. And um, in essence, you take Nebraska, some, some Nebraska fans to task. So one, did one I? You know, I think you did. And, and that was good because I think some Nebraska fans really need a kick in the ass. And um, so why don't, why don't you uh, talk to us a little bit about, uh, you know, your, uh, your thoughts about um, some of these fans. Well, I, I think that Nebraska has a problem right now where, no matter what we do, we're wrong. And, and you, I've been in those situations very many times because I've been a consultant over the years. I mentioned that over and over. And I've done projects which you know are going to fail, but you have to see them through the end so they can fail and you can go on and do something else. But right now, it doesn't matter what Scott Frost says. It doesn't matter what our, our athletic department does. Uh, nationally, people are going to come at us. And, you know, Paul Feinbaum's going to say shit like Nebraska's never going to be good again because he knows he's going to get a rise out of fans. And, you know, I, I, I wrote the Jordan Larson article yesterday. And literally, I, I, was, I have so much stuff going on right now. I, it's hard for me to keep things juggling properly. And I thought I should wait on publish this. And then I mindlessly clicked publish on the website. And I thought, well, shit. I can't take that back, and it's gone. And then one hour later, some son of a bitch on Twitter goes out and finds a joke uniform that was published first in 2016, five years ago, 
about a little red Husker uniform and puts that on Twitter and the world explodes because that's what the world on Twitter does. That's what every Twitter is just a giant reaction machine. And, you know, it, I mean, when Jack Mitchell, who's a radio show host and Lincoln tweets that people are calling him on the radio, expressing concern that there's going to be a little red uniform my God, get get fucking thicker skin, will you? Please, I mean, th- well, we're in this position right now because all everybody nationally knows they can just poke us and we'll jump, and we'll respond poorly most of the time. It didn't till it really take that much thought to look at that tweet and go, "Gee, that's never going to happen in real life," but it's pretty funny to look at. <laughs> and I apparently poured gas on the fire when I retweeted it, which I thought everybody else would accept as a joke that said, as a Little Red fan, I endorse this wholeheartedly. And I, I do like Little Red. There's That's a whole conversation in itself. But, uh, man, that thing just blew up and it took off and it took off all over the place. I mean, that's the kind. Put it this way. If you're one of those fucking people that says, see, I'm doing the, the who is it? Jack, it's not Jack Black. But if you're one of those fucking people that says Scott Frost embarrasses by saying stuff, you're wrong. He's the coach. He's in a position where he has to say stuff because that's his job. OK, if he's honest with people and says, yeah, we had a good practice, we all go, well, we've heard that shit before. If he doesn't say anything, then people get angry because he doesn't say anything. What people what Scott Frost has not turned Nebraska into a joke. What's Nebraska? Nebraska been made a joke by people who go on the Internet and get bent out of shape because of a fake tweet, think it's real and then start fucking going bananas all over the place. Or they shit themselves because they think we tried to get out of the Oklahoma game. That kind of stuff. Reactions like that. Just accept that right now, no matter what we do, we're wrong in the national eye. And stop responding to people when they poke you. I want to to say something so you can catch your breath and, and go for round two here. But I think to a large extent, this is an observation that I made quite a few years ago, actually, I think a lot of Nebraska fans are, are incredibly thin-skinned, incredibly thin-skinned, and many of them are fatalists. And when you have the thin-skinned fatalist, you know, that's kind of a scary combination. Um, and, you know, it's just kind of like um, with, with, with the, the little red uniform coming out, I got a total hoot out of somebody whose comment, follow-up comment was, yeah, the, the team has to wear these until they beat Iowa. And I thought, oh, my God, that is so funny. Well, there are probably some people that were quite upset by that. You know, yeah. it's yeah. it's uh, sometimes you got to be able to laugh at yourself. And if you can't laugh at yourself, you know, that's a pretty sad state of affairs to be in. Now, I don't want to, you know, necessarily I don't want Nebraska to be the laughing stock. That's not my point. But I understand exactly what you're saying. Um, where everything that's said is wrong. It, it, if yeah. Scott Frost says, I'm really excited about the, that I'm really excited about the way Adrian is throwing the ball and, and commanding the offense. 
you know, we as Nebraska fans, that should instill some confidence. But it seems like everybody wants to duck for cover and say, oh, God, now he's going to build my hopes up. And, you know, and, and or there was something like, well, he said it last year and, and Adrian wasn't crap. You know, I mean, yeah, I get where you're coming 100 <sighs> percent. So we, we we how many sleeps do we have until the Illinois game? <laughs> well, the Illinois game is on the uh, 28th, I believe, correct? I think yeah, that's, too, that's too much math for me. <laughs> yeah, so that, that means we have uh, roughly 15 or 16 sleeps in that ballpark. So. Oh my God. I can't wait until it gets down to I can count it on both my hands. Well, you're not too <laughs> far away from that, John. Thank God. <laughs> Well, you know, you know, there are a couple things. Uh, another thing that's going on with Nebraska football that, uh, and you've already drawn attention to it, uh, the uh, infamous little red alternative uniform. But apparently, that's not the alternative uniform that uh, Nebraska is going to wear this year. And uh, it sounds like they had uh, they invited Nebraska fans in Lincoln to go down to some street in Lincoln to check out the new uniform. Uh, then they swore everybody to secrecy. You know, don't send you, don't post your pictures, don't show your pictures. And, uh, so, and so people went nuts about that. National so what, pundit. What's went that all about? about that. What's that? Why would, no, okay, let's, let's talk about, number one, why would the athletic department, the football program say, come and look at it and then put the kibosh on, you know, we're going to let you in on a secret. If you come down here, you're going to be, you know, why would you even do that and then not publicize or put pictures out of this new uniform to the, to the general public after you know, these people. You want to know why they do that? Yeah, I do. I'm asking the okay. question. Why they did that. They did that for one sole reason. And before I answer the question, did you see any photos of the said alternative uniform? Yeah. And so my guess is they you showed did? a picture of one of they showed the picture. Yes, they showed a picture of a guy with, well, what I assume is uniform. They showed a picture of a guy in a uniform with the flag over his shoulder and some guy running up behind him trying to take a photo of it. That's what I saw. Yeah, a really so, shitty photo. An a really crappy bad photo. photo that looked like they might have gone, look, it's Bigfoot in a Nebraska football uniform. That's how good well, that photo was. Did they get all those people down there? to film part of the hype video. Was that it? We want some Nebraska fans there so we can get their reaction and they're going to put together this hype video and show it when they, you know, uh, announce the uniforms to everyone. No, that would be my one guess. guy in the athletic department who actually is very high up at an executive level looked at his somebody else in the athletic department and said, I'll bet you if we put on an event and ask Husker fans to not take photos and share them on, on media, on social media, that we can rely on them not to leak shit more than our own athletic department ever leaks anything. Because our athletic department leaks every fucking thing ever before it can be announced in the press. Then ladies and gentlemen, one good photo welcome to Don Anon. <laughs> so... I think it was I think it was our athletic department saying, look at how trustworthy our fans is. We need to find the people in our athletic department that are not trustworthy and, and root them out to them. Root out the rats and yeah, fire them. Exactly. Get That's rid of the exactly leakers. That whole experiment was. 
Well, they need to, they need to uh, bring in Tony Soprano. So he'll find the rat. Wow. <laughs> You're getting rather caustic in your old age, Todd. Anyway, you know, I, I tell you what, I, this whole alternative uniform thing, and I've, I've said this in previous years, I think it's ridiculous. Um, you know, so so what? You know, you wear an alternative uniform. Um, I guess everybody seems to think that they want to keep up with Oregon with their ever-changing uniforms and all that kind of crap. Um, Nebraska is scarlet and cream, and they should be wearing scarlet and cream. Um, my understanding is that this is some kind of a patriotic uniform, so there will, I'm sure, be some kind of flag desecration, um, like, <laughs> like, like they do all the time. Um, you know, at some point in time, I wish, you know, the Daughters of the Revolution or who or the VFW or or American Legion or whatever. I wish they would like blow up, uh, you know, like a 20 foot by 40 foot poster of flag etiquette and send it to every athletic department in the United States of America so that they had a true perspective of what of how you should display the flag, the stars and stripes and anything that looks like a flag. Because athletic departments all over the country are, are, are desecrating our national symbol to no end. And I'm sure Nebraska's gonna do it just like Iowa does with that damn stars and stripes Hawkeye that they slip on their helmet every once in a while. So, uh, yeah, so You know what, here's, here's a different perspective on that too, Todd. I play video games. Most people know that, they pay attention to us. And the, the one thing when you do, when you're playing a new video game for the first time is you create your character, okay? I usually go in and I just accept the default character because I don't give a damn. And my kids, when they see me do this, they get upset with me because I'm not going through the 84 face types and the body types and the mustache and the scars and the, you know, the color of the uniform or whatever it is. And when you play like Fortnite or some games like that or you can buy skins so you can represent different people. So I think young people are way more into this whole, you know, dress up thing than, than I ever, I mean, for God's sakes, I, you know, one of the things I'm going to have to do if I go to this Vikings game is I'm probably going to have to wear pants or something. Uh, probably required. I would guess pants are required. Um, yeah. I don't know if you can spread COVID if you don't wear pants. Um, I suppose it's possible. So I would, <laughs> in I some would guess that we won't in, discuss. In some, yeah. 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 Um, maybe you should have them check the wastewater in your neighborhood before you go off without pants. <laughs> well, I, I won't be going without pants. My wife frowns on that, especially in public. What else happened? What else is going on? Well, you know, you, you mentioned uh, your article that you, you wrote yesterday. I want to talk a little bit about that, too. But uh, for our listeners out there that might not have seen it, uh, you wrote an article about uh, it's time for Nebraska to uh, build a statue of Jordan Larson. And uh, I, uh, I am in absolute 100 percent agreement that, um, that 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 would be perfect. Uh there, there isn't a statue or anything over by the, the Devaney Center where uh, they play volleyball, home in Nebraska volleyball. I think it would be a wonderful tribute to Jordan Larson. It would be a wonderful tribute to the success of uh, Nebraska volleyball, the, the, the 
top flight program that the university has at this point in time. Um, and it also epitomizes how wonderful an athlete uh, Jordan Larson is. I think somebody posted online uh, a list of the top 100 athletes from Nebraska, you know, not that long ago. Well, it was quite a few years ago, and Jordan Larson was number 10, and, and someone was making an argument uh, she's, she's probably higher than that now. But um, I guess my, my primary argument for that, and, and you can chime in here, is, um, you know, she's won three Olympic, gold, uh, three Olympic medals, three Olympic medals, gold, silver, and bronze. She won a national championship while she was at Nebraska. She was an All-American. You know, she, she, she grew up in Hooper, Nebraska. Um, she is uh, what, what, you know, little, girl, little girls who grew up in Nebraska aspire to be. Um, what better person? To, um, to, to represent uh, not only the University of Nebraska, but the state of Nebraska than Jordan Larson. So I know that you have some of the same feelings about that. Uh, why don't you chime in and, and share your thoughts? I, I just think it's weird that whenever the statue, everybody talks about statues, it's always about men. It, it is constantly, let's put up a statue to this guy, that guy, this guy over here. But Nobody ever mentioned statues for women. And the, the thing about, there's only one statue that we know of, right, that, that I'm thinking of, the Tom Osborne Brooke Berenger statue, right? And how many times do you see, how many times do you see some little boy standing next to that statue? Okay, why can't we have a statue of Jordan Larson, I don't know, with John Cook and Terry Pettit and Sarah, Sarah Pavan, something, that little girls can stand in front of and getting their picture taken. Why can't that be a thing out in front of Devaney? I concur 100%. I, I just think that, um, you know, if somebody were to suggest that, you know, Nebraska put up a statue of Johnny Rogers and put it on the southwest corner of Memorial Stadium, uh, Mike Rogier on the southeast corner, and Eric Crouch on the northeast corner of the stadium, you know darn well that the money would come flooding in to put those statues up. But what about Jordan Larson, who arguably accomplished more than what those three guys did together? Is it because she's a female? Is it because it's not football? You know, and, and maybe... Maybe there are people out there having that conversation. I have no idea. But, um, you know, there's a, a very strong fan base behind Nebraska volleyball. Um, they don't have a problem drawing fans uh, to their games. Uh, right. I, would, I would hope that if someone were to bring this up, that people would get on board and, uh, and do something. They need something over there at Devaney. Um, outside. So, you know, there's plenty of room out there to put a statue of, of Jordan Larson. I know one person wrote, they don't believe in statues until people are dead. Well, somebody ought to tell that to Dan Gable when he walks by his statue over at Carver Hawkeye all the time. Um, you don't need well, to Tom be Tom Osborne isn't dead yet, for God's sake. Tom Osborne's not dead. <laughs> yeah. 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 So, and, and, you know, how cool was it to be able to watch the Olympic volleyball and, and see those Nebraskans, you know, out there um, competing and, and winning the gold medal? And, and I, didn't, I didn't realize it until I read it after the fact that 
Jordan Larson had the final kill to win the gold medal. And when Nebraska won the national championship with her on the floor, she had the final kill that, that won the national championship. So that's pretty cool. What else we got? Well, a 14-year-old committed to Nebraska baseball <laughs> from Kansas. Is that we? Kansas or Illinois? No, he's from Kansas. He's from outside uh, Kansas City. Yeah. Is, is yeah. that weird? That is uh, ridiculous. Um, someone said, well, it's not unusual because there's some kid south of Lincoln, you know, that goes to Norris that when he was the same age, committed to Florida State to play baseball. I think he's still in high school. Um, but, yeah, this kid would not be uh, – would not enter the University of Nebraska until uh, 2026. Yeah, I think this is a little ridiculous. Well, hey, you mentioned a baseball early to start this. Wasn't there a baseball movie that had a little kid, Angels in the Outfield or something, that had a pitching arm that – I mean, come on, Todd. It's not that far-fetched. <laughs> That, that is a baseball movie that I didn't watch. I watch a lot of baseball movies, um, but I did not see Angels in the Outfield. I don't remember I which watch. the kid has an accident. He can throw like a 300-mile-an-hour fastball. I, I, well, my, movie, my movie memory is terrible. Yeah, I'm not good with movies either. I remember, I remember the, if I saw it, but I don't remember squat from them um, unless I've watched it maybe 10 times. But, uh, you know, like I said tonight with, with Kevin Costner and the, the Field of Dreams games, you know, Kevin Costner was made for two kinds of movies, baseball movies and Westerns. And uh, I like baseball and I like Westerns. So as far as I'm concerned, Kevin Costner, he's right wow. up there with Robert Redford. Robert Redford, the natural, Butch Cassidy, Sundance Kid, baseball, Cowboys. Todd's yeah, guy. That was Clint Eastwood, wasn't it? No. Clint Eastwood, pale rider, <laughs> hanging with the curve, where he was a baseball scout. You see a theme here? Baseball yeah. cowboys. Baseball cowboys. <laughs> okay, I'm looking this up. You bring up... Uh, 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 God dang it! Good. The outlaw Josie Wales, Clint Eastwood, son of a bitch. It was which is the one with uh, Robert Redford? The people have the meme where he's 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 nodding his head. Oh well, let's move on. God dang it! <laughs> well, I I'll tell you what I I think we've hit on everything that I had uh, on the list that we were going to talk about tonight, John. No, we, so. no, we haven't. Okay. Butch Cassidy, Jeremiah Johnson, that was it. Yeah, that was a good one. Yeah. That was a good one. You betcha. Okay, something really good I think happened today in the land of name, image, and likeness when BYU announced that a company that apparently is like an energy bar company or some kind of dang thing uh, announced that they were going to sponsor or pay, basically pay for the scholarships of all or the tuition of all the walk-on football players at BYU. So 
I know they, you know, when we, before everybody was like, oh, my God, this is going to become the Wild West and it's going to change football and the old oh, Alabama quarterback has a million dollars. You know, I think that what happened today at BYU kind of shows that uh, not all of this has to be terrible. You know, no, I agree with you. I think that that's a, a great idea. And, you know, the, the thing that's going to be kind of interesting to watch is how many walk-ons does BYU have? How many walk-ons does Nebraska have? Do you know? Um, be kind of curious if if uh, who steps up to the plate at the University of Nebraska and does something something so because you know you know that's going to be people are going to copycat that that's going to be a way to support your walk-on programs. You know, we've heard we heard about county scholarships for years, and now we can actually have them. So maybe all the 93 Nebraska counties could get their asses together and figure out how to have like a Lincoln County nil sponsorship of some sort. Come to Nebraska land days in North Platte alternative uniform. Cap. There you go. There you go. <laughs> with, with a little white goatee and mustache on there, you know, like Buffalo Bill. Or, there you go. Well, and then you know, really I, bad. A really bad thing happened this week, too. Okay. Please share. The NCAA said that they kind of defined Baylor a little bit for having sexual assaults unreported all over their campuses. And they, what, how many, what did they find them? Like $4,000 or $5,000? $5,000. And then somebody. A probation. And when Nebraska in 2011 got probate, they got two years of probation and a $38,000 fine for giving away too many textbooks. In other words, we got in trouble with the NCAA because we were giving too much education to our athletes. And yeah, Baylor, Baylor got a 5,000 or excuse me. Yeah. And in like five years probation, something ridiculous. And, but you know, here's the deal. The, I don't think that the, that the DNCA and, and, you know, I was paying a lot of attention to this whole Baylor issue back when it started. It just sent me through the roof. I thought it was horrendous. Um, and so I've, I've forgotten a lot of the facts, but even back then it was very questionable whether or not the NCA had any jurisdiction to take action against right. Baylor. Uh, certainly the legal system did, you know, there is absolutely no question the legal system did. The Big 12 had some had probably more authority than the NCAA did to do something. And certainly the college uh, would, would have responsibility. But, you know, Ken Starr, the famous Ken, Scott, Ken Starr, who's, you know, I think now at Liberty University, where all corrupt, corrupt Christians go to, you know, get reformed. Um, Ken Starr you know, tried to do everything he could to downplay this and sweep it under the carpet and everything else. So no surprise. What I thought was very interesting is that as soon as the, the news hit about this, uh, Art Bryles' attorney is out there claiming that he's been fully exonerated. And that is not what was said. As a matter of fact, the NCAA in their statement said that this was despicable behavior on behalf of the people in authority at Baylor. Art Bryles, was he, he built a culture that supported this kind of behavior that 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 his football players were involved with and you know that's lack of institutional control as far as i'm concerned 
And well, you know why uh, they couldn't do anything to him, right? Tell me, John. Well, when you have, what happens is this. On any campus, if athletes are found to have more benefits than the rest of the student body, that's considered impermissible benefits. And that is an NCAA violation. The NCAA can come in and say things like, uh, you gave your athletes more benefits than the rest of the student body. The NCAA concluded in this case that they really couldn't find that there were impermissible benefits because the entire culture of Baylor was a non-reporting culture. In other words, women could be sexually assaulted whenever they wanted by whoever they wanted, and apparently nobody would give a fuck. And if that's that what is it appears to be at Baylor, screwed up idea of a university hiding behind Christianity. I, I have no, I can't tell you anything after that. So yeah. I want to see what son of a bitch an organization hires Art Bryles to be a football coach or well, attempts. Art Bryles should not be on a sideline at any college, university, high school, anywhere. You know, if somebody in the NFL wants Art Bryles to be on their staff, I don't care. Go, go coach there. Um, I think he coached over in Italy and he coached a year in high school in Texas, which just about made me puke. Um, Art Bryles does not, does, is, does not have the character and is not worthy uh, to coach college and high school athletes. He's the one that was responsible. He brought those players to campus. He promoted a culture that uh, was incredibly lax in oversight. And there were people that were affiliated with Art Bryles that tried to sweep all of this under the rug and uh, put pressure on young ladies uh, not to come forward or to retract what was said. Um, it's, it is a mess. And uh, Baylor should, should sh suffer shame forever. The reality is, is that apparently in Texas, they don't have any shame. Uh, <laughs> they don't know what that means in Texas uh, because uh, well, Baylor is in Waco and Waco is, you know how people look at Austin and they go, well, Austin's not really Texas. You, people look at when you're in Texas, people look at Waco and they go, eh. <laughs> <laughs> so careful about condemning the entire state of Texas because it's damn big. And and they're Texans, Todd. So they'll drive with, to your house. With uh, at the risk at the risk of being called names by you here in just about fifteen seconds. Ted Cruz and Greg Abbott grew up in Waco. Is that what you're saying? I have stopped paying attention to real politics as much as possible. <laughs> I have too many other things going on in life. Sure, and it just sure. it invades my life, even despite my willing wanting my desire to keep it out. You know something that something. Key, I think the key is this. The key is really is this. What happened to BYU with a with an energy bar or whatever company that is made a commitment to somebody and changed lives? Yes. And what happened to Baylor because of Art Bryles and because of the non-reporting nature of that? That changed lives too. And you can choose which one of those you want to be. You, yeah. you can choose to be Art Bryles' lawyer and decide to be that kind of person that changed lives in that kind of way. 
or you can be the guy that says, you know what, I'm going to go out and give some money to football players who are not on scholarship and hopefully make their lives a little easier and a little better because of it. You get to choose which one of those people you're going to be. I think that's a great observation, John. That's uh, um, absolutely. And I would hope that there are more people that want to change lives like that gentleman did with BYU. Because I think the thing is, is when people get up in the morning and they look in the mirror, they can make that conscious decision no matter what they're doing in their lives. And if they're a person who complains that the country's going to hell and the world's going to hell and everything's falling apart and all oh, fucking socialism's going to take over and whatever. If they're a person that decided that they're going to be the Art Bryles method of changing lives, then fuck you. You're one of those persons that is responsible for the world going to hell and the, everything falling apart. You decided and you continue to decide to be that person. And stop yeah. responding to Paul Feinbaum on fucking Twitter being says shit about Nebraska football, goddammit. <laughs> well, John, I'm exhausted. Me- I'm old. Yeah. You know, I, and I was, uh, there's another thing you mentioned that I thought earlier the way I was going on some tangents. You know, we need to change the name of this. It, 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 this should be like uh, the Get Off My Lawn podcast or the, <laughs> you know. <laughs> Two old farts that are pissed, two pissed off old farts or something like that. Well, they took Whatever. the grumpy old men theme. Grumpy old men? I think it's yeah. for using that term. Yeah. Well, John, I think we've covered, uh, we've covered a lot of ground tonight. Um, you, got, uh, you got plans for the weekend. Sounds like you're going to go watch the Vikings play. Um, you know what else I'm, I'm going to do? You know what else I'm going to do? Here's, here's some news. Smoke In some six- cream tea. In six, in six days, I have an appointment and a deadline to get a book to an editor. And it's not, well, gonna, it's, not, it's not in very good shape. And I've just asked her, tell me if I'm going in the right direction. But it's honestly a book called Manage Your Damage. <clears throat> and it's about how I overcame anger, anxiety, and depression. <laughs> after my heart attack and brain injury. I imagine the people are going, you overcame anger? And my response to them is going to be, you should have seen me before I figured this out. Yeah, that's what I I will be writing my ass off as much as possible in the next four or five days. Well, (laughs) that'll keep you busy. And uh, that will allow you to uh, maybe keep some of your angry clients at bay, you know, so. There you go. Well, John, I think it's probably time to wrap it up um, for another episode, another edition of the Five Heart Podcast. Uh, This is Todd Wolverton inadequately subbing in for Greg Mahachka on uh, the Five Heart Podcast, where five hearts are all the hearts you need. John? Go Big Red!